Hey everyone, I'm Gabrielle Santiago and welcome to Living Revelations Podcast. We're here to help you find God real in everyday life. We will be talking about how to hear from God, how to have a relationship with Him, and what it looks like to walk into your God-given purpose as you do life with God. I want to invite you to take life a step at a time closer to Christ with us. This is Finding God Real in Everyday Life. Hey guys, this is Gabby. Thanks for tuning in. So today I'm going to be talking to you all about loving Jesus. So it's a new year. Happy 2024. I'm sure many of you all have goals and visions set for the year. But today I want to talk about the most important vision that we all are called to have. And I'm speaking to myself here. But that is loving Jesus. Right? Going to Matthew 22, 37 to 38, Jesus makes it clear and he tells us, that the first and greatest commandment is that we love God with all our heart, soul, mind. And in the Old Testament, it even adds, and strength. You know, Jesus didn't just say that this was the greatest commandment, but he says this is the first commandment. And so that means before we do anything, we have to ask ourselves, am I loving Jesus and what I'm about to do? You know, and, and loving Jesus also means loving people. And we're gonna talk a little bit about that today. Because right after that verse, in this passage in Matthew 22, Jesus says, and the second greatest commandment is to love your neighbor as yourself. But going back again to just loving God, you know, before we do anything, asking ourselves, and is what I'm about to do, is this loving Jesus? You know, I'll, I'll give an example. You know, for example, let's say you're married, right? And you're talking to someone. Am I loving Jesus in this conversation? You know, meaning, am I honoring my spouse in this conversation? Am I approaching this person in a pure way or in a flirtatious way? You know, these are just things that we have to constantly ask ourselves. Am I loving Jesus in what I'm doing or in what I'm about to do? Or for example, like let's say you're annoyed at your friend or your mom or your dad. You know, they're calling you and they're saying these things. Is what I'm about to say to them loving Jesus. You know, these are things that we have to take a step back and, and, and you know, James tells us that there's wisdom in being quick to listen and slow to speak. So again, that all these things all tie back again to loving Jesus rightly because he wants us to, to love his people. You know, that's a part of loving Jesus is, is pleasing him. And one of the ways that we please him is to love his people. And so I pray through this message that you would be encouraged to make loving Jesus your vision. Like I prayed that this year would be the best year that I've loved Jesus well. You know, cause honestly I, I've, I haven't been the best at loving him. There are times where I have fallen, um, not loving my spouse the way I should be loving him, not being patient with others, not considering God's voice and obeying him. You know, Jesus also makes it clear. In John, he says, if you love me, you will obey my commandments. And there's safety in loving Jesus. I wanna take some time to talk about that today. Um, in Proverbs 29, 18, it says, where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. And so this beginning portion of that verse where it says, where there is no vision, it's really tying it to obeying God, right? Because it says, where there is no vision, the people perish, then there's a semicolon and it says, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. And so here it's saying basically, 
When, we, when there is no vision to love Jesus, right, to obey his word, we will perish. But he that keepeth the law, he that loves Jesus with all his heart, soul, mind, and strength, we will be happy, we'll be prosperous. You know, there's protection as well, guys, in making it your goal to love Jesus and to obey him. Obedience, that's so key. And, and I'll share, I'm not gonna go into the details of my own experience here that happened recently, um, but I suffered with food poisoning and not just food poisoning, but it was this toxin that I ate from this red snapper fish. And it was just so horrible. I was basically out for like three weeks, you know, and it, it wasn't good. It wasn't good at all. But the Lord convicted me through that process, you know, because first of all, I shouldn't have been in that place where I did eat the fish. You know, I, I knew from the Lord that I shouldn't have been there, but I went there. And then second of all, I didn't take heed, you know, to even the warnings that I did get about that fish. And so I suffered so bad, you know, and, and my, my whole family also had to suffer. You know, my husband now has to do more because I can't do anything in, that, in those times. I had to go to the hospital, it was just a whole mess. And on top of that, I'm pregnant too. So there's just so much. And in that lesson, the Lord showed me that I made his command. I made his voice optional. Like what God spoke to me, I was like, okay, it's a choice. I can do it or not. But in reality, no, like what God tells us to do, it's not optional, guys. And I want to encourage you, don't make God's voice optional. He truly knows what's best. And going back again to Proverbs 29, 18, Right, where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. You know, Proverbs 1 talks about it. Those that meditate on the word day and night will be prosperous in all they do. And that implies that you obey the word as well. So there's safety in obeying God, in loving Jesus. I love what Psalm 91, I'm not going to read all of Psalm 91, but I encourage you all to read Psalm 91, like the whole chapter. But verses one to three, it says, he who dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. I'm just gonna stop right there real quick. He who dwells in the secret place of the most high. So that's just dwelling in the presence of God. You know, obviously we have those moments in our days where we just go in and, and pray with the Lord. And that's what, that's what the secret place is called. But I see the secret place as just constantly abiding with Jesus. You're aware of him. You have a fear of him, right? Like you're living in that secret place. He who dwells, not he who visits the secret place. It says, he who dwells, who lives in the secret place of the Most High, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. That means that when we dwell in that secret place, when we dwell in the presence of God, we will be under his protection, under his shadowing. So there's protection. You know, again, like I, I didn't obey God, so I didn't dwell in the secret place. I went outside of that. But when we dwell in the secret place, we're promised to rest under His shadow, the shadow of the Almighty. There's no other place of refuge you want to be under. There's no one like God. Only He is Almighty. There's only one true God. I know so many people now believe that there are many gods, or they all gods, all religions lead to heaven. Well, not according to Christianity. You know, if when you read the Bible, God makes it clear, all other gods are idols and I am the only almighty God. And so we need to rest under the God of the Bible, the God of Abraham, the God of, of, of Almighty. And I'm gonna continue reading. It says, I will say of the Lord, 
He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in him I will trust. Surely he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the pearliest pestilence. So again, it's just tying it all again, dwelling in the secret place will allow us to find Jesus as our refuge and fortress. And we'll, we will see him deliver us. And at the end of Psalm 91, it even says that he will lavish us with long life and he will show us his salvation. It's so beautiful, the promise that God has for those who dwell, not visit, but dwell in the secret place. Okay, the second thing I, I wanna talk about here is just the aspect of loving others. You know, when we talk about loving Jesus, it, it can't be separate from loving others. And I wanna read here in 1 Corinthians 13, um, verses 1 to 3. I'm going to read quite a bit from 1 Corinthians 13. But it says here, If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clinging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not love, I gain nothing. So what is the point of this passage? The point of this passage tells us that if we don't have love, everything we did is meaningless to the Lord. And it matters what the Lord thinks because at the end of the day, everything we do here on this earth will be judged by God. It will be rewarded by Him. And God tells us like, okay, you can prophesy, but if you don't have love, it means nothing. And so I want to encourage you, like, yes, of course, do the right things. Encourage people, prophesy, give to the poor, but don't neglect loving. You know, I've seen many times, you know, especially on social media, people saying something that may be true, but not in a loving way. It doesn't mean anything to the Lord. Number one, people are, are going to feel that lack of love. You're only going to be, become a stumbling block to people where they're going to fall into offense and hurt especially people i mean offended people are people that are hurt but it's not doing them any good yeah you're speaking the truth but what is it producing in that person and so it's so important that we focus on on love you know this doesn't mean that you don't speak the truth we have to speak the truth in love because if you love someone you're going to tell them the truth for example if someone is dying wouldn't you tell them that they're dying and if you know why they're dying wouldn't you tell them why and if you have the solution to help them to not die, wouldn't you give that to them? So I'm not talking about not speaking the truth. But what I am saying is if you are speaking the truth, do it in love. If you're going to confront someone, do it in love. I mean, the Bible talks about that. You know, it talks about how elders, you know, we are to be patient and teaching and building up the body. So everything is just so important that we do things with the love of Jesus. And I love verses four to seven. I'm sure all of you guys, or many of you guys have heard this passage, but it says, love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast. It is not proud, it does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. That's something that I need to remember. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects always trust, always hopes, and always perseveres. That's the definition of love. You know, if you have questions of like, how do I love Jesus? How do I love others? Ask the Holy Spirit and, and go to his word. The Holy Spirit's always gonna lead you and, and speak the word of God. 
but the Holy Spirit will convict you. But it's a powerful prayer, you know, to ask God, Lord, how can I love you better today? Or how could I have loved you better today? How could I have loved my spouse better? My kids better, my family better. It's just so good to always invite the Holy Spirit in. And I pray that this message truly would mark you for the rest of this year and on onward, that your vision would change, that you would seek the love of God in all that you do. So I wanna pray for you all. God, I just thank you so much for every single person listening, Lord. God, you love them so much. And I know it's not coincidence that they're here, that they're listening, Lord. And I just pray, God, that you would show them, Lord, any area in their, in their lives, God, where they haven't loved well, or any areas in their lives, God, where they haven't opened up their heart to receive your love fully. I feel like some of you guys have just closed doors from God and, and haven't opened your heart to Him. But the only way we can love is if God's love comes in us. Like the, the Bible says, we love because He first loved us. So God, I just pray, Lord, that we would open our hearts to receive your love too, that we would position ourselves every day to be loved by you so that we can love others. And I pray for those that are listening that you would mark this year, that this year truly would be the best year, one of the best years that they've loved you. Just thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. So I pray that you guys have been blessed by this message. And if you have, please, you know, write, write a review on our podcast or email us a testimony. You can email us at info at livingrevelations.com. You know, we love hearing how God is touching you and writing a review in the podcast also helps us, you know, to reach more people. And lastly, I also want to invite you guys as well. We still are raising funds for our 30K campaign to be able to continue what we do in the ministry and to build, you know, our gospel study book. That's still a goal of our ministry. And so we need your help to be able to have the funds to do what we need to do and to continue doing what we're doing to help others find God real in everyday life. So even if you can give one time, any amount is a blessing. And so you can give at livingrevelations.com slash donations. God bless you all, and I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. There are estimated around 2 billion millennials in the world and around 2.5 billion Gen Z in the world. In the U.S. alone, there are more than 100 million millennials and Gen Z that don't believe in Jesus. Can you imagine how many unbelievers there are in the whole world? And there is an increasing number of Christian millennials and Gen Z who are leaving the faith. The rate of Christians becoming non-Christians continues to increase. And if we follow this trajectory, it is estimated that in 2070, only 35% of the population in the U.S. alone will be Christians. Many are leaving the faith because people are not seeing Jesus rightly and finding God real in their lives. Our mission at Living Revelations is to help others find God real in everyday life through blogs, podcasts, media, online Bible studies, and conferences. More than ever does this generation need a revelation of Jesus. And those who are currently believers need to be instructed with the Word of God and reminded to obey God in their daily lives to see Him real. We are committed to planting seeds of God's Word in the hearts of the next generation throughout the world. Here are some of the seeds we've planted around the world. 
Hi everyone, my name is Clara. My name is Ariana. Hi, I'm Renelle. I'm Ellen from South Korea. I just want to give a shout out to Gabby and Michael. I am so appreciative of everything they've done. Gabby uh, was really there for me, really listened to me, and uh, she prayed for me. And honestly, it's exactly what I needed. I was struggling a bit with my relationship with God and trying to stay connected to Him. And I think I underestimated how important community was. It has tremendously blessed my life. I have met with other women from other walks of life, which has kept me encouraged and strengthened. I get to know the Word of God for myself, follow Jesus wholeheartedly. I'm very much planted and I'm, I feel God really just um, bringing me to different uh, levels in my life. I absolutely love their podcast episodes and I am in the process of reading her book, Single But in a Relationship with God, Gabrielle openly shares her imperfections and vulnerabilities, which deeply moved me. I was greatly inspired by her courage, and most importantly, through her story, I felt a strong sense of God's love and grace. And from the first night alone, I felt impacted. I felt like it was really, it was really a good change that I needed. And also, it helps me to remember that I'm not alone in this journey of becoming closer to Christ. So thank you, Living Revelations. Our podcasts have had over 40,000 downloads. Our social media posts are reaching 120,000 people weekly. Our blogs, too, have reached around 30,000 people, hitting almost every continent in the world. We have also seen a great transformation in the girls we discipled through our online Bible studies. Our online Bible study is a place where we dive deep into the Word, learn how to grow our relationship with God, and build community for the girls to encourage one another. We have had over 350 girls from over nine countries be a part of our online Bible studies. Our goal is to see an increase of faithful Jesus lovers among millennials and Gen Z by sowing seeds of God's truth worldwide to help them find God real in their everyday life. The Bible makes it so clear that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. The Lord says in His Word, if you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. We are looking to raise $30,000 for this coming year to produce study guides for others to study the Bible, to continue producing more media, and to expand online Bible studies and conferences. Will you sow a seed to the next generation? You can give and partner with us today at livingrevelations.com forward slash donation. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and are blessed. Check out our blogs at livingrevelations.com and follow Living Revelations on Facebook and Instagram. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast to others if you've been blessed. See you all in the next podcast.